0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland Podcast. Well, episode number two. That's right, just episode number two. So if you're new, welcome, welcome. You'll get to know me along the way, don't worry. But thank you for joining. Much appreciated. Check out the social media, the Instagram, or the gram, as the kids say. The Twitters, at RMK Madness is where you can find me. And hey coming at you, well, it's it, it's Friday night for me, full transparency, but it'll be coming at you on a Saturday, the pod, and you know what, damn it all, I had it recorded last night, but then, going to edit, put the, put the pod together, I realize that in the background there's a noise, and it's because I left the fan on in the grow tent, that's right, I did, and by grow tent, I mean my little tent built specifically for growing the marijuana. And before anybody freaks out, I live in Denver, Colorado. And yes, I have a license. Thank you very much. So, all very legal what I am doing. Thank you, thank you. But I left the fucking fan on in there. And of course, it's noticeable. And I can't put the shit out there like that. So, the chatter's rolling with the redo, okay? We're going to slam out the redo tonight. No big deal. Just get it out on a Saturday instead. That's fine. Y'all got anything to do this weekend? No? It's cool. Here's the pod. There you go. There we go. So, big NFL news this week. That's right. Big NFL. Well, since last we spoke, I should say. And that is... Baker Mayfield seeing a UFO. This is so exciting. I, ju- I love when famous people have experiences. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. Now, full disclaimer. For those who don't know, I love UFO stuff. Alien stuff. Other dimensions. all All that shit. Love it. Love it. In fact... If you're into that sort of thing or whatever, please check out my other podcast, The Miscellaneous Debris Podcast, where I just talk random shit, 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 oh, yep, we're already having the tongue twisters, <laughs> already doing that. Yeah, that's right. You suck, yeah, jackass. I know, I know. <laughs> but, as I was saying, I love this stuff miscellaneous debris pod. Check it out. Talk a lot about aliens. And apparently what Baker saw was a light in the sky coming down from the sky to Lake Travis. And this was in Texas. And apparently Baker and his wife M as he referred to her as apparently neither really believers or naysayers And so they found it quite confusing and curious. And really, to me, those are the best. Those are the people who, you know, they're not biased one way or another. And they have a hard time believing what they saw with their eyes, right? Now, I'm not sitting here saying Baker saw a UFO for sure, but he thinks he did. It means something to me. I believe I've seen one before. And really, you got to think about it. This shouldn't be taboo anymore anyways. I mean, the Pentagon's come out with videos like, yeah, here's some crazy shit we've caught. Yeah, we don't fucking know. We don't know what it is. (laughs) Now, maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's another country and they somehow have just way better technology. Okay. Perhaps it's us from the future or species from another dimension. Who the fuck knows? But clearly, is not American, is what they're saying. So, don't think it's as, you know, as comical of a, of a subject as it used to be, right? But, I, I mean, unless you're Colin Cowherd, because he's still... <laughs> I mean, but he likes to bitch at Baker for, like, wearing his hat backwards. Now he's throwing in the UFO shit. And I love Tom Brady's response, even though I dislike Tom Brady about as much as Colin Cowher. <laughs> but I do love his response, that how do you know? Oh, I haven't seen aliens, Colin. Yeah, Colin, how do you fucking know? Maybe Joe Montana's seen aliens, bro. He's just looking for any excuse to trash Baker. That dude's ridiculous. <laughs> A lot of these guys are, that just get on there and spout. But I would just say, when it comes to the UFO thing, I mean, you got to imagine there's something, okay, between the beginning of the universe and when life first formed on Earth. There's like a, almost a 10 billion year gap. And you have all these planets, all these stars, billions. And then within that 10 billion years, people really believe nothing could have come from that? Now, maybe something did. I mean, maybe there were alien civilizations and they've since died out 10 billion years. That's a long fucking time, right? But that's just... It only seems logical there'd be something. It seems like human ego to sit here and say, no, 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 no. It's just us. (laughs) I mean, NASA scientists believe there's likely some form of marine life on some of these moons on other around other planets in our, sol, our own solar system. Right here. So, I don't know. Just seems like nowadays it's more taboo not to think there's something else. In my opinion. In of, but I digress. I digress. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. Dig that dude. Dig that dude. Hope he did see a UFO. Some crazy shit. Also in the news, Mr. J.J. Watt went to the Arizona Cardinals, apparently. And that, that does mean that the defense has some potential, okay? And that matters. Still in fantasy, whether you still play with team defense. A lot of my leagues, we don't. We don't have kicker or team defense. I am in a couple IDP leagues. And so that's where it would matter. But I also think it matters offensively. I think if this defense shapens up, that's only going to be a benefit to the offense. And I would like to see this offense continue to grow. And speaking of this offense, Cliff Kingsbury has stated, now, this really means nothing right now. Because if there's a back that Cliff Kingsbury really likes in the draft that falls to him, this will mean nothing at all then, but for right now, it's a little nugget to hang on to, and that is that Cliff Kingsbury said he does believe that Chase Edmonds can be a lead back. Now, we'll see how that plays out. I do have a decent amount of Chase Edmonds rostered, but I also, on my main dynasty league, sent him away last year in a trade. Really, I was just trying to get rid of David Johnson I know it sounds terrible, but it was worth it. I know he had an okay year last year. I didn't need him. Didn't need him at all. (laughs) I'm okay with that. But I ended up getting rid of Chase Edmonds too. And it kind of sucks now for that particular league. Although I have depth at running back. So I guess it's not that big of a... I digress. Again. (laughs) But that should be interesting. I've always been a fan of Chase Edmonds. He looked good in flashes last year, right? Kenyon Drake had a feeling he wasn't going to be coming back. So there is a good chance. Now, when it comes to his workout metrics, you look, and it doesn't appear with by his testing that he's the fastest guy. Forty yard dash is a four, five, five, which is above average. Slightly below average speed score, average burst score, but his agility score, 97th percentile. And he had a good college dominator. So, and again, he looked good in spurts last year. So would I like to see a year of Chase Edmonds as a lead back? Yes, but I think this also means relevancy for Eno Benjamin. I mean, of course, again, all this depends on what do they do in free agency? What do they do in the draft? But as of now, it sounds like they don't plan on bringing Kenyon Drake back. And if that's the case, it's Edmonds and Eno Benjamin to to my estimation, right? As far as what matters. But then again, you could look at Eno Benjamin, later round pick, didn't even really see any sort of opportunity last year. So we'll see. We'll see. But I think he's a worthwhile stash. That's right. Mm. So Arizona. Arizona trying to beef up. Trying to beef up. Also in the news, of course, no scouting combine. So they came out with the, you know, 300 or whatever invites for the virtual combine. Which is really just them having players tested at their individual pro days. And it's all weird. It's just weird. It's, it, if you think about it, the NFL Combine was one of the last things we had that was normal, you know, before everything went sideways. And here we are a year later, scouting Combine, and it's going to be completely different, not in Indianapolis. So we'll see how this goes. I, I'm happy because as someone who, you know, I don't watch a ton of college football and I don't do the film grinding. I may watch bits here and there a little bit during the offseason, but it's not really what I do. I tend to follow the numbers. And so this sounds like we're going to be getting some numbers, and I'm happy about that. Happy about that. But before the draft comes free agency. That actually comes up here March 15th. Is when the legal tampering period starts. Which I always find funny. The legal tampering period. Five minutes into the legal tampering period every year. There's a fucking deal announced. And there's no way. (laughs) That that was done in five minutes. It's like it's so weird how that whole thing works to me. Yeah, they're illegally tampering way before that. <laughs> but it's like they I, ju, I it's just so weird cuz it's like the NFL knows it, but they just ignore it, but then act like hey, this is when you're supposed to start doing it. like it's I, <laughs> It's always weird when you start dissecting anything, really. Things that will pop up. But I'm excited for free agency. And I think next week on the pod, going to discuss best landing spots, or I should say my favorite landing spots for some of the top free agents in this year's group. But this pod, this pod, as I mentioned, we're going to get into some trade tactics. So let's go ahead and get into that now. Off-season in Dynasty Fantasy Football, that's right. You know, you'd start getting into little roster maintenance. Maybe you got to make some room for the rookies coming in next month. You know, whatever it may be, setting your keepers, this and that. And within that, you have to think that it, th- there's nothing wrong with getting going on, trying to make some moves, some deals. I know me, if I don't win with a team, I like to examine it. Where can I improve to give myself a better chance at winning? Last year, I didn't want to stay stagnant with my team that came in fourth place. It's a couple years in a row, making it to the playoffs, the second round, losing. So I'm like, hey. Switch things up, end up trading for Derrick Henry. I use that to trade Derrick Henry to a Titans fan for Aaron Jones. <laughs> and the way the pieces worked out, it just—if if I would have kept Derrick Henry, I also would have still had a one Robbie Anderson. There's a good chance I would have won that championship. But as it is, I did not, and I have Aaron Jones, which I'm okay with as a running back. In Dynasty, I prefer Aaron Jones over Derrick Henry, personally. We'll see what happens with him in free agency. So again, it's never too early to start looking at ways to improve your team. And of course, this goes with trading. And when you've done Dynasty leagues long enough, and I've done years of them, You just, you can't help but gain knowledge. If you pay attention and are willing to absorb different tactics and strategies and things, you gain a ton of insight. And there's some things I picked up along the way that have been helpful. Running backs, speaking of Aaron Jones, big, big focal point of a dynasty team. Because as I talked about in the last pod concerning who you want to attack at running back when it comes to dynasty startup You league. You want to go after the younger backs. Well, again, I'll repeat it. Running backs over the age of 26, they just don't make it as top 10 in fantasy football. And so, by the time it comes to that second contract, they hit that age 26, 27 area, you want to try and sell them. And the biggest thing is to just keep cycling in younger guys. Your rookie draft picks. If you can, use them on backs. You know, there's going to be a time. you got to use a quarterback. You need another quarterback. Maybe you need a receiver. Maybe there's one you just can't pass up on. But you got to try and get a couple of rookie backs in your rookie drafts. you got to just try and replenish that position so that you are able to sell your backs when they get older. And reap the rewards. Dalvin Cook, I think he's a great, great piece to sell this offseason. He's coming off a fantastic year. Fantastic year. And he only played fourteen fucking games. <laughs> what was he second? In fact, fourteen games. Now, that's the issue, kind of, is that he's not played a full season. He's not played 16 games, so that's a little concerning. And he's going into his age 26 season. But here's here's the thing. Better a year early than a year late. Okay? That adage rings very true here. Because, sure, maybe you sell Dalvin Cook this year. And maybe he has a really great 21 season. And you're kind of bummed about that. But by next season, he should be starting his decline, okay? And what if you decide to hang on to him this season, this year, and say, well, I think he's got one more year, and I'm going to try and push through this year and then sell him next year. He's around that age. What if he gets hurt and gets hurt worse and misses more than two games? And I know there's a lot of what ifs and people worry about, you know, anyone could get injured in fantasy football. That's true. But for someone that hasn't played 16 games yet in his career, in a season, that's, that's a little bit concerning. And I'm just saying, if it comes to, hey, I'd like to get some really good value for this individual in a trade before things take a turn for the worse. I'm always a proponent of better a year early than a year late. Now that we've kind of discussed running backs, move into draft picks, okay? Because draft picks, there's some issues I find with rookie draft picks. It, that's what I mean specifically, rookie draft picks. Because I personally feel that first rounders are just slightly overvalued. Because when you look at it, those top few, yeah because that's about as close to a guarantee as you can get when it comes to those rookie picks. But that entire first round, it's about a 50% hit rate. Go back and look through the years. And so those can be slightly overvalued, and you can use that to your advantage. And then third-rounders, in my opinion, are extremely undervalued. Names like Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Josh Allen, all taken in third rounds of rookie drafts. That was average draft position for their year in the third round. Now, so when you look at this data, you got to go, okay. So if you've got a first-round It's the top. You've got one of those early picks. 1-1 to 1-4-ish. You're in a great spot. And depending on the draft, maybe, you know, there's a couple more. Super flex, you know, you add in the quarterbacks. But even then, how many quarterbacks don't work out? So you got to like if you're in the first half of that first round. But after that, those first rounders, you can start look at selling. Include them in a package to get a running back, to get a wide receiver. You can use those because they are slightly overvalued. Shit, what's it going to take for me to get someone like, oh, Chase Edmonds. I'll take a chance on him. Well, he's not done anything yet. What about the 111? I'll trade my 111 for Chase Edmonds. okay. Things like that. And it again, this all depends. Anything you you go into when it comes to dynasty, any advice you're trying to get, you always have to take it in context to how your team is built, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. If you're looking to go young and you want as many rookie picks as possible so you have as many of those potential hits, as, as yeah, sure, do your thing. But what works for my money and the way I've been able to keep my teams fairly young and stay consistent is by doing some of these things. Now with draft picks out of the way, I also go to buy lows. Because there's a lot of these players that just like the consensus gets down on. And a lot of just maybe not the most diehard of, of dynasty players, they just get to a point where they give up on guys. And and they'll give up on guys quick. I was able to get Brian Edwards in a trade. Really cheap. Just recently. That was a rookie that had some hype, some expectation coming in last year, and yeah, he didn't do much. But that's awfully quick to give up on somebody. But those are the kinds of guys to target. Last year, you look at Dave Montgomery; he didn't have the greatest rookie year. Robbie Anderson, nobody knew what the hell was going with that. He's going to the Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Kirk Samuel. Or the, nobody fucking knew. Antonio Brown; he was just hanging around till he got on with the Bucks. Guys the consensus are kind of down on. Maybe it's injury, a team change, just a bad year, a lack of a, a breakout as a rookie. These different things can combine to where these players' values just dip, even though there's talent there. And there's still hope. Now, I don't know about David Montgomery, because he wasn't the most efficient, <laughs> He but... David Montgomery played well last year, and a lot of people were down on him because of his rookie year. And speaking of Brian Edwards, that would be a guy I would try and target this year. Same with Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for the Bucks. I know most people remember, because he's had a uh, not a whole lot of opportunity, and in that opportunity, he's managed to uh, fumble the ball A couple of times in some pretty big spots. uh, One of those being in the playoffs. (laughs) But I still have faith. I still believe. This dude's 40-yard dash speed score, both in the 74th percentile. His college dominator rating, 90th percentile. Best comparable, Dalvin Cook. The aforementioned Dalvin Cook. I believe in Keyshawn Vaughn. And... You know, with the Bucks, they're not going to be able to keep everybody, right? They're not going to be able to keep Gronk and Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and the defensive players that are going on and Leonard Fournette. So Leonard, Leonard probably walks. And uh, you got Rojo and Keyshawn Vaughn at that point. And who's to say Keyshawn Vaughn doesn't look like the better back in camp? I was never a Ronald Jones fan, but he 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 played well last year, right? But he still shared some of the low with Leo, right? So I've not given up on Vaughn, and he's someone I'm willing to buy low on. Him and Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards also could be considered a throne. I would like to think more dynasty players are, are smarter than that, that like, to At least, like, hang on to him. I mean, come on. But I did, I really didn't. The trade I got him in because I was trading Michael Thomas and Leonard Fournette for CD Lamb, Rashad Penny, because just that was the only running back there. And I just, I still have some faith in Rashad Penny, too. <laughs> so, Rashad Penny, a pick, I can't remember, second round pick, I think, and then Brian Edwards. And Brian Edwards was kind of like a throw-in. And that's someone who, you know, is more of a buy-low based on what his, you know, real value is. But, again, dude had just given up on him, basically. Essentially a throw-in in in the trade. And I love this. You look at guys like last year. Justin Jackson. He had some really productive weeks when Austin Eckler was out. I had another league where I just got him as a throw-in piece, too. You can just get these guys. And that was a couple years ago when I had Melvin Gordon. Justin Jackson had just came out. know maybe it was last year. Maybe it was last year. Logan Thomas. Man, he played well this year. But he was just kind of out there. Before, before, you know, Travis Fulgham. He was just kind of out there. I had him in a couple of dynasty leagues because... His player profile is great. And he landed with the Lions. And then the Lions, like, you know, signed, like, Danny Dola and shit. Like, it's like, what? And then they cut Travis Fulgham. He goes to the Eagles. And the Eagles are so banged up, they turn to Fulgham from the practice wide, and there you go. Now, obviously, he didn't finish the year strong. You don't know what his future is. But as an example of a guy, like, if he... Caught on fire. those couple of, And you sold him for anything. You traded him for anything of value. That's great. That's great. I got to stop using the term sold. I don't like that. Sold him. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. Right? Yeah. We as a community need to work on that shit. That's why I try and use the term. I rostered him. So I'm not saying I owned him. So that's the next one I got to work on. T- is Is the sold word. I think it would behoove us all. To do that, you know, be better. Just be better. My brother's friend always says that. Do better. Do better, Ryan. Well, he didn't say it to me, but <laughs> he does say it. Anywho, I would say with the throw-ins, you could also consider the third-rounders that I talked about, right? Because they're undervalued. Hey, yeah, we could, we could make that deal work, but why don't you throw in a third-rounder? I'll feel better about it if you throw in a third rounder. It's kind of the same concept as buy low, really. It's just these players are really, really, really low in value. So like this this year. And I mean, like, you know, some dynasty leaguers are going to be savvy enough to hang on to some of these guys. But you look at Marquez Calloway. The undrafted receiver that went to the Saints. He was one of my favorite peeps. I wrote about... Undrafted players last year. James Robinson, Marquez Calloway, the top two. They both hit. Whew. I'm gonna go ahead and pat myself on the back just a little bit. That's a good article, Ryan. That's a good article, Chatter. Good job. Good job. <laughs> ha I know. It's terrible. I know. You it's suck! A- yeah, Jackass. <laughs> I can't help myself. I a ch- kid. A kid. A kid. But seriously, third rounders, I really like them. Again, some good names, some gems, as they would say in the third round. So don't ignore them. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about Marquez Calloway. (laughs) See, a lot of people would just edit some of this stuff now. I just let it ride because I make mistakes. And I'd rather just, instead of ignore them, just make fun of myself. Because we all make mistakes. We try and learn from them. At least we should. We should. Some of us don't, right? There's some people out there that sure don't. <laughs> but Marcus Calloway, really, he only had a couple of productive, you know, meaningful games. But he looked good when he had the opportunity. And you don't know what that receiving room is going to look like. You don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. Yet. You don't know what any of this is going to be like. But if he stays on with the Saints, I mean... Is there a chance Michael Thomas gets moved? I feel like nobody's talking about this enough. But you, you heard about the turmoil that they had last year. And I, I just think there's something there. And that maybe if there's no Drew Brees, something might happen with Michael Thomas. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And people have mentioned the Urban Meyer-Michael Thomas connection. The Ohio State connection. So maybe Urban wants to bring Michael Thomas over to Jacksonville to help his new quarterback, most likely Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's something there. I feel like there's something there. So Marquez Callaway might be able to, might be someone you, if he's not on the waivers, you might be. And that's the key. Some of, some names you would consider a throw in might even be sitting on the waiver in your league. Check him out. Check him out. And I would say finally, don't be an asshole. Okay, And I I mean this in several ways. but, But with trades, there's no need for rude comments or, in my opinion, sending back just awful fucking trades just to, like, a fuck you. Like, if the trade's bad enough, I just literally won't respond. That's how I do it. Now, if the trade is I just don't like it, and there's a handful that I'm just like, I don't even understand why he would send this. It's not a terrible trade. I just don't get why he would send, like, I don't need the, you know what I mean? So, But I've never, I, I, I try not to be fucking rude with people unless they want to get rude back or rude first, of course. But I'll often go in and say, hey, look, this just, it's not what I'm looking for. It, I, I might be interested in a deal, but if I was, I'd be looking more for this and then we can go from there. But if it's bad, now nah, usually a dick back. I just ignore it. I reject the tray and just ignore it. Like, ugh. I got a certain one. Sam Darnold for DJ Moore. What? Like, yes, it was a super flex. But Sam Darnold for DJ. Straight up. Just straight up. what the fuck is this dude thinking what is he thinking not a chance not a chance so yeah that would be my final uh uh trade tactic not really a tactic that one just a general trading rule don't be an asshole know speaking of not being an asshole i love how mitch mcconnell when talking about uh people getting 1400 hundred dollar stimulus checks him saying he'd be concerned that people wouldn't go back to work and i love twitter's response like as if like $1,400. Yes, now that I have that, I will be able to get my yacht to sail away on with the $1,400. That's right. I'll tell you this. They could, they could give my wife and I $1,400 apiece a month for the rest of our lives. We'd still have to work. We'd still have to fucking work. Shit's expensive. Especially when you have kids. Food. Food's expensive. Especially the healthier you eat. It's crazy rent's gone up which is why the argument against argument against minimum wage is ridiculous everything else goes the fuck up melt costs more rent costs more workers paid the same when don't want to raise that too it makes no sense makes no sense to me to some they'd say "Why well, we're not going to." if you're interested in that kind of stuff, Please check out my Miscellaneous Debris podcast, where I get more into social aspects and whatnot. But I did come across this Michael Jordan story I wanted to share, and perhaps many of you have heard it, but it was a story involving Kevin Garnett during his rookie season, and he told this story on the All the Smoke podcast, which is... Hosted by Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. A couple of bad boys of their time. Steven Jackson of the infamous, uh, you know, Malice at the Palace incident. The ever-interesting incident. Crazy. Disturbing. Insane. There's several words for that. It was crazy. I was a teenager. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) You shouldn't have thrown that beer at them dudes. I'd have freaked out too. We'll not get into that. But KG's talking about his rookie year. It's with the Timberwolves, teammate J.R. Ryder. They're playing the Bulls. J.R. Ryder's having a pretty good game, and KG's in there hyping him up, talking about how he's smoking Jordan and all this, and 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 he happens to notice he does it in the earshot of Jordan. And instead of being scared. He decides to amp it up, even though Jr. is sitting there like, no, 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 you're doing good too, man. You, you good? Just chill. Like he's trying to hint to him, like we good. And KG talks about this part. as he looks up, and Jr. Writers talking to Michael Jordan, like hey, he's just he's young, he's decided, he don't know any better. And he's doing all these like Jordan poses, KG is, and like imitating him, and it looks just fucking like it's fucking hilarious. Go check this out on YouTube if you haven't watched it. It's good stuff. If you if you watched basketball back in the day, if you ever watched Jordan, I used to watch Jordan with my dad. It's a big deal. Like he was a Bulls fan from Illinois. I was not, but I enjoyed watching the Bulls and Jordan with him. And I can almost picture everything in my head of this story what kg's talking about and he said that after that like they got like two backcourt fouls they got they just had a bunch of horrendous play it went from a two-point lead by the bulls to a 25-point lead jordan had like 18 points. He said this all happened with like in a span of six to seven minutes. And then him and JR were on the bench and he's all winded. Like, look, JR, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can just picture it how <laughs> just being winded, like, oh man, I fucked up. I pissed Mike off. Just, go- just goes to show. Don't fuck with masters of their traits. <laughs> I think, I think that's the underlying theme of that. But to be serious, there's been a lot of chatter um, on Twitter, social media, about it, the unpaid inter- internships. And I'm just going to put it this way. My thoughts. it That's something that's skewed to the wealthy. As are quite a few things in this country, unfortunately. And, you know, it, for me... I lost my father very young. I was on my own from a very early age. I was a teenage parent, which, yes, you could put that on me. That was, you know, repercussions of my choice. That's, you know, my decisions. And, but if you would have tried to, like, how I would have said, single father with a kid, What? who's going to watch my kid? I'm going to pay for the, to watch my kid edit. What am I going to do, work all day? Because I got to work a real job and then a, and then an unpaid job. Like, I've never quite gotten it. And especially then, you get older, you just can't do it. Like, oh. and it stings. Because some of the areas I've, I've wanted to get into, you, you kind of have to do that. And it's just not something I just, I just ever believed in. And again, it's just one of those things to me that's, it's skewed towards the wealthy. And I think there's too much of that in this country. Even though some people think $1,400 is plenty enough to just quit working and, uh, <laughs> right off into the sunset and retirement or something. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy to me, but I'm mad. So, you know, (laughs) anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this tea party. I know I'm sorry, a little bit out of the football round. But again, this is uh, not going to be just a stick to the football kind of pod. So we're going to get into that shit every once in a while. But if you want to hear me expand on more of that stuff, whether it's my thoughts on some of the, again, social aspects of the country or Aliens and UFOs. I'll be talking battle bots if you're into that. (laughs) Because I love robot fighting. It's good shit, in my opinion. And so, yeah. Check out that pod as well. Miscellaneous Debris. But I appreciate all of you listening, watching, however you're doing the pod. And along with this pod, again, the Trade Tactics article of mine is out on playerprofiler.com. Methods of Madness Part 2. Trade tactics. That's right. So make sure check it out. Give it a read. A little more in depth than what I discussed on the pod. And then again next week we'll get into some free agency. agency blah, 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 free agency chatter ahead of actual free agency. The legal tampering period on March fifteenth. And and I do believe after that. So a couple weeks from now. I'm gonna be doing some post free agency, or you know, post early free agency discussion with my guy, and also coworker at Mister Play Pro- at Mister Play. Pro- See now, I'm I'm just I'm just losing it. I'm losing it. We're we're declining at the end of our career at the pod, like running backs decline at the end of their career. Okay, <laughs> try that again, my buddy. Co-worker from playerprofiler.com, one Mr. Aaron Stewart. You can find him on the Twitter at Aaron Stew09. That's right, Aaron with two A's, Stu09 on Twitter. And he's going to be coming on to discuss some of this post-free agency business. What does it all mean? Who goes where? And we'll discuss all of that. Yes. Lots of things to discuss coming up the next couple of weeks. And then we get into April. And we'll, and we'll be preparing for the draft. And this is all. It just keeps going. It just fucking keeps going, right? You think, oh, yeah, it's the off season, right? No football. But there's just always shit going on, it seems. That's right. So we'll go ahead and end this shit for now. And uh, wrap it up till next time. That's right. So as always, as always, much love to you all. Please stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Because, you know, all the best of us are. That's right. <laughs> Have a great weekend. And hey, until next time, until we chat again, ta ta for now. Light us.